Boys and girls, Mel Herbert here. It is October 8th, it's 2019. This is Elon Daily, part of the Talking Tesla network of shows. We're going to do a big show, a large show, a grand show, I think on Sunday, if all things go well. That's right. And not a patron show, but a show for the people, a show for everybody. But speaking of the patron shows, I'm uh, starting to do a little bit extra for the patrons. I want to give them their money's worth. I want to thank them for all they do for supporting the show. So I sent out a patron edition this weekend, just a short one, just something a little different. But I got an email from JS who said, uh, look, you're talking about the morrows, and I'll see you in the morrows. He's like, no, 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 you don't say it that way. It's in the morrow, singular. And so uh, this is from Shakespeare, apparently. Good night, good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Shall I say good night till it be morrow? Now, I just want to say, JS, you're absolutely correct. But I often do my own uh, language tweaks on such things. So I knew, I knew it was morrow in the singular, but I like to say things like in the morrows because then it's sort of silly and stupid and makes me look dumb, which is not hard to do. But before we do our next letter, and I really want to do the next letter, there's an article here about a teacher in Iowa who was put on leave because on Facebook, when somebody asked him, was he going to the climate march with Greta Thornburg? He said he wasn't going to go without his sniper rifle. Really? And of course, you know, oh, it's just a joke. But that joke reveals something much more concerning. This deep fear, this deep loathing that Greta has sort of whipped up in people. This is just one of many vicious attacks. And yes, there have been many threats on her life. Much discussion about her looks. It's really quite pathetic. I honestly, I just don't get it. You have this activist who's trying to save the planet, and you're so angry that somebody would care about something like that, that you would viciously attack them. This is why I said a number of weeks ago, I'm really worried about her. She's just 16, and she is going to be attacked. And this would be difficult even for a seasoned politician or somebody who's an adult who's been out there and realized that most of this stuff is crap and let it wash off you. But for somebody of this age, this could really be disturbing. I don't know her, and maybe she's got the right stuff. But I really feel for her. And actually, I got another email here from Charles that said, uh, you know, it's just really concerning. But Bjorn from ABBA has hit back with his own little thing on the Twitter. Let's listen to Bjorn now. A spin-off of the greater effect is that the patriarchy is pissing in their pants in fear of the 16-year-old girl with superpowers. She has become a populist nightmare. She says science and enlightenment are what we need right now, not stale old nationalism and conspiracy theories. How dare she? She is a feminist challenge from a different angle. She drives some people, mostly men, crazy. And I find it difficult to understand where all that anger comes from. How can you stoop so low as to criticize the looks of a child? A young girl. The reason is, of course, the lack of counter-arguments. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That's another reason I like ABBA. Because Bjorn seems to me like a good guy. Shall we play a bit of ABBA? No, that would be immature. No, we're going to play some ABBA. It's another day and 
So therefore, you know that it means that there's another flyover from Gigafactory, Gigafactory 3. And this time what they are seeing is a testing track. And this is more of a reminder to me to say that, you know, production might start next week sometime or the week after. Elon said basically um, October 14th is when production should start. Kind of crazy. We'll see in just a week or so if they're going to be able to do that. But it's going to be pretty amazing, um, enormously large and huge. If we start seeing, you know, uh, these flyovers with Model 3 starting to come out the back door, that will be truly amazing. Now, another thing that Tesla's been working on, apparently, is its bundle adapters. Here in the US, we have what is, it seems to me, a, just a ridiculous number of ways that you can get electricity out of various uh, sockets. And so Tesla has come out with a $200 bundle of it, what it's calling its Gen 2 NEMA adapter bundle. And this has, I think, seven or eight different adapters for 240 volt and other NEMAs. Now, I actually don't know how this works, but you've got your NEMA 1450, which you can get 7.7 kilowatts out of, all the way down to your NEMA 520, and these all have different sort of nozzly bits on their heads, and then you have to adapt them to get the electricity into your car. And, uh, you know, at the high end with one of these puppies in a Model 3, you can get about 30 miles of range per hour of charge. And this is what I wanted to bring up. In the Model X, at that highest end with one of these puppies, you can only get 20 miles of range. Down at the low end, we are only getting 1.7 kilowatts with a NEMA 520. In a Model 3, you get a reasonable, not too bad, 7 miles per hour of charging, whereas in the Model X, you only get 3. Now, I've talked about this before. Another one of the reasons I really like Model 3 is that it's so efficient. It's such a light car. For every kilowatt hour you put in there, you get a significant amount more range than you do out of the Model X. And that is reflected in these charts. Whereas in the case of the NEMA 520, you're getting you know, almost twice, more than twice the amount of charging speed in the Model 3 as you're in the Model X. Now, that doesn't quite make sense to me. That's clearly not linear because up at the high end, in the, the 1450, you're getting about, you know, uh, a third more of the speed of charging. But it's just a reminder that Model 3, if you're at a supercharger or a metro charger, you're going to get a lot more range per unit of time than you are in a Model X. The Model X is big, it's heavy, it's very efficient, it's just nowhere near as efficient as a Model 3. And if you're pinching the pennies, for example, if you want to be able to drive uh, as far as you can on as little cash as possible... Again, Model 3, super efficient compared to Model X. Obviously, very different cars, and that's usually not what it comes down to for people. You don't usually choose, well, I'm just going to get the most efficient uh, car. Some people are. Mostly, they're going to look at the car and say, what do I need to carry around? What are the other things? But if you're just like, oh, I really don't need the size, and I like driving in the Model 3, and I like driving in the Model X, well, in addition to the Model X being twice as much, it charges slower. So you really should only be getting the Model X if you need that form factor in my opinion, although they're both lovely cars, absolutely delightful cars. Now let's talk Polster 2, right? So Polster 2 is from Polster, and that's a German company, or it's owned by Volvo, but I don't know, I'm confused because somebody said to me that Ford bought Volvo, and now they have this subdivision called Polster, and it's getting very confusing. But anyway, the Polster 2 is sort of a crossover SUV-ish, a lot of people saying, well, this is sort of a competitor to Model 3. This, to me, doesn't seem like a competitor to Model 3. This, to me, seems like a competitor to Model Y. So what are the specs on this puppy? The specs go like this. 
It's going to have about a 275-mile range. That's the American EPA rated, 350 on the European. It's going to have uh, the ability to charge at 150 kilowatts, and it's going to be made in China. Let's compare that with Model Y. Model Y is going to have at the high end, we think, about 300 miles range, and it's going to be able to charge at 250 kilowatts. Both of these are supposed to be available, both Y and Polster 2, in 2020, being made in China, and the Model Y, at least some of them here in the US and probably some in China as well. So uh, what do I think about this? I think this is good. I hope it's a great car. I hope it's a wonderful car. I hope they sell trillions of these cars, and I hope all of the energy that goes into those cars is renewable. I think if Tesla wants to sort of differentiate itself even further from Polster 2, let's assume that it's a really good car and that people are going to like it a lot. Elon, let's make this even better by giving us more range. Okay, it's going to come in at about 63000 and that was what a lot of people have been complaining about. This pricing just came out, and they thought it was going to be sort of in line with Model 3, but it's really in line with the highest-end Model 3. And again, I think this is more like what it's going to be for Model Y. Model Y is going to be at least 5000 at each sort of uh, configuration, more than Model 3. So again, Polster 2 from Volvo, uh, specs very similar to what we heard for Y, Although I think Y goes a little bit further, charges faster, and it's from Tesla, so you've got that uh, charging network. So if uh, it was me, if it was me, I'd be getting the Model Y. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, show is Talking Tesla. This is the Elon Daily part of the Talking Tesla show. Go on, give us a rating review. Uh, become a patron and get some extra shows. And uh, I'll speak to you like a Pikachu tomorrow.